Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shirman Dafilmi. My name is Yitzchak Shalom. We're now in Masachat Eravin Daf Mem Tet Amud Bet. We're going to look at Mishnayot Zion Chet and Tet of this, the fourth parak. Uh, and uh, then we will take a look at the first piece of the Gemara, which will essentially focus on part of Zion. Somebody is on the way, and it gets dark. And Shabbat is starting, and he sees a tree or a wall from a distance that he recognizes, and within 2,000 amot. And he says, my shvita is over there, and he points to it. Lo amar klum. It doesn't help at all. We'll see how much it doesn't help. But if on the other hand, he says, I'm baking my shvita at the root of that tree, meaning he's much more specific about it. So he can walk from where he is till there, if it's within 2,000. And from there to his house, 2,000. Meaning, let's say he's coming back home. He's not going to make it. So he can identify a tree or a wall or something else if he identifies it very specifically in detailed location. And if it's within 2,000 amot from where he is at the point, at that point, he can walk to there. And then from there, he can walk another 2,000. If that gets him home, that gets him home. But that is his shvita. So he could walk a maximum of 4,000 if this is all in a straight line, of course. Now, here. Let's say he doesn't recognize anything. Let's say he doesn't know this law. He says, I am stopping in this place. This is my shvita. So to at least give him 2,000 more amot and not be stuck to Dalid. It works, and from that point on, he has 2,000 in every direction. Now, this is already Mishnachet. Now, what are those 2,000 amot? Agulot. There's an essential machloket about Tchum. He says it's 2,000 amot as a pure radius. It's squared. In other words, imagine a square. Meaning, you have a circle of 2,000 amot, and you square around it, so you gain the corners, which means you can really go more than 2,000 to that corner of that square, and you're going to have 2,000 square amot, 2,000 um, uh, on each side. And this is, uh, in reference to this, we said that a poor man can ma'arev by walking there. So this is an example of that. It only works for a poor person. We're going to deal with all these details in a future podcast, not in this one. It's for everybody. The only reason that we, that the rabbis instituted using bread was as a leniency for somebody who can afford it. He doesn't have to be out there. He can send someone out with bread, put it out there, and sit at home and, and in the middle of Kabbalah Shabbat, suddenly his residence is made elsewhere. To, not to inconvenience him. Now, let's go back to the beginning. And we said that if you're standing from a distance and you say, I am, my shvita is at that tree, and you don't give a more specific location, lo amar klum. So my lo amar klum, what does it mean you've said nothing? Amarav, lo amar klum kolikar, you've said absolutely nothing. You can't even go to that tree, meaning you're stuck with dalar amot. Ushmuel amar, lo amar klum leveto. What it means is, you cannot, it's not going to help you to then go to your house. Meaning, you have 2,000 amot from where you are. If that gets you to the tree, you can get to the tree. Now, 
Meaning, according to Shmuel, what happens is that the place at the bottom of the tree becomes Hamar Gamal, which we've already seen in the third parak, where you are essentially tied in both directions. So from your location to there, you have 2,000 Amot. You cannot go any further because you may have used up your 2,000 Amot. So you can't go further from there to your house. You also can't reverse because the tree may be your your um, your Eruv. So, essentially, in either direction that you go, that's that's going to be your limit. Now, I'm a rabba. My time is a rabba. Why does Rav say it means absolutely nothing? You didn't identify a particular place. We're going to focus on that, on that, that particular piece. The other version is that Rabba said, Rav's reason for your statement being meaningless is because anything that you cannot do in sequence, you also can't do simultaneously. And you can't in sequence be konishvita here and there, therefore you can't do it simultaneously. My benai, what's the difference between the two versions of Rabbah? If you identified and you said, I want the four amot out of the eight that are over there to be uh, to be my shvita, then because of the Zaharzeh, it wouldn't work. But Messiah Matre would work because you've identified a particular place. Sorry, if you, if it's because of specificity, then it will not work because you still didn't say a particular place. You just said four out of eight. You didn't say which four they were. But because of the Zacharzat problem, take a look at the note on the top of the handout. Here you've specified four amot. You said four amot. Even though you didn't say which four amot it is, the fact is that four amot makes it more specific. Okay, now let's look at this rule in the second version of Rabbah. So Abaya challenges Rabbah three times. The first one is as follows. This is a tosefta. Uh, if you uh, were to give more ma'asrot than needed, meaning instead of 10%, you give 12%. Perotam metukanim, meaning you've done a, a proper ma'aser and the tevel is no longer tevel, umasrotam metukalin. However, the ma'asrot themselves are messed up because within that 12%, 10% are ma'asrot, the other 2% are chulin, and they're all, are tevel, and they're all mixed together. Amai. So why would it work at all, though? After all, you cannot say, here's 10% Maser, and here's another 10% Maser. That's meaningless. So since you can't do them in sequence, so if you do 12% at a time, or 20% at a time, it should be absolutely meaningless, and nothing should have been accomplished. The answer is, Shani Maser, Maser can be given in halves. The Amar Tiktush Palga Palga Dechita. If you want to say half of this stock is is Maser, and half of this stock is Maser, it works. And therefore, since you can do it in halves, therefore twelve percent would also work at least vis-a-vis the rest of the Perot. So Kedusha. All right. Vary Maser Behemad is the second challenge. Maser Behemad the late of the Chatzayin. You can't say half an animal is Kadosh. You know, you go one, two, three. I've got ten. And number ten is Kadosh. Let's say you're counting 1, 2, 3, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, and two of them came out at the same time. And you called them both number 10. <coughs> what, do you, what do you have? So both of them are safek. Now, that's an ex- a classic example of because you can't, if number 10 came out and called it 10, and the next one came out and you called it 10, the next one would be meaningless. So why is this valid at all? You should have to go back and run them through again. 
So Shani Masrema Deita Bezachar Zevataut. The truth is that the Mishnah quite clearly says that if you were in Mishnah towards the end of a Chorot, if you were to count errantly, even in sequence, it would still count. Famous Mishnah, non Karalachi Asiri, Asiri Chi, Lacharasar Asiri. So if you recall number 9, 10, and number 10, 9, or you recall number 10, 11, and number 11, 10, you can't have all three of these really at the same time, then, whatever ones, they're all going to be included, which means you could even have if it was done errantly. So therefore, it will work So now the third challenge. Korban Toda, remember, comes with 40 loaves. Now, this is if you are mocked something mistakenly, like other loaves, they don't count. And there is no uh, doing things in sequence here. It's all done at once. The Itmar, famous piece of Menachot, Todashin Shchatal Shmonim Chalot. Let's say you shechted a Toda on 80 loaves instead of 40. Chizke Markad Shuala Arbaim Etoch Shmonim. 40 of them are Kodesh. Don't know which 40, that's a different problem. But you've done that part of it. Rabbi Yochanan, He says, no, it's not Kodesh at all. So Rabbi Yochanan seems to fit perfectly, since you can't say these 40 and then another 40, therefore all 80 at once are nothing. So this is how we answer it. If everybody agrees, and if you were to say 40 out of 80 are Kodesh to Kadshi, on the other hand, you said, I do not want 40 to be kadosh, unless 80 are kadosh, right? Then, there's nothing there, because you made a condition which is wrong. is an astam case. The chizkia thinks what you're saying about 40 mitok 80 is, in case some of them turn out to be bad, I got backups. And therefore, it's totally valid. Omar Sarah the Korban Gadol Kvechaven, that he's really intending to bring a big Korban, and that of course is invalid, and that's Rabbi Yochanan, which is why he says they're not good at all, which means it's not an issue of Zachar Zeb, and that's how Rabbi repelled the three challenges. Now, back to our original case, we're talking about identifying a tree. He says it, it only doesn't work if the tree has 12 amot space underneath it where the branches are. If it's less than 12, then, and you'd say under the tree, it's good. Why? Because after all, you get four amot. So let's say it's 11, totally underneath the tree. So your four amot are recognizable within those 11. So he says, because you think that the four are in the middle. So if the four are in the middle, that means you do not have four on either, on both sides. You have four in the middle, and you have three and a half on one side, three and a half on the other side. And so therefore it's recognized. Who says that the guy intends the four that are right in the middle? Maybe he meant the four on that extreme or on that extreme. So he modified it. He said, Abai has got a point, but we got to narrow the numbers. If it's eight amot underneath, or more, then it's not specific enough. If it's seven or less, because after all, somewhere in there is your four amot of what you own, and there's less than four amot that aren't there. So you recognize where it is, and therefore it would be good. Now, going back to the loamar klum, whether it means nothing or whether it means chamar gamal. We have a bright supporting each position. Let's start with rav. 
you're walking and it's getting to be close to Shabbat and it gets dark. And you recognize the landmark. And you said my residence is under it from a distance. Nothing. Well, that's the Mishnah. For the Mamashvitati Makomploni, but if you identify a particular place, a specific place, Malechet Magil Otomakom, you can walk to there. Higiel Otomakom, once you get there, Malechet Kulo Bechutzalo Payama. You can walk that entire location, whatever it is, and another 2,000 or more outside of it. When does this work? When you identified a specific place. Let's say you identified a mound that's 10 Tvachim high. It's anywhere from four more wide to Beitzatayim wide, but it's a specific place. Or a valley that's ten deep. Same width. If it's not, there's no specific place there, you're just saying out there in the field. You only get Arbamot, you got nothing. Arbamot is exactly what Rav's position is. You really accomplish nothing. Now, parenthetically, we're going to come on this a little bit later in the next podcast. Let's say there's two guys there. They're walking together. One guy recognizes the tree. The other guy doesn't. The one who doesn't recognize it says to the other guy, uh, you're in charge. You're my agent. Then he says, okay, I'm resting over there. And, and this guy's with me. That's my residence. When there's four moat. But if there's not four amount of space that you identified, like you said, that chair, and it's one amount wide, you can't move. All right, that's the brighta. So that brighta supports Rav because he gets dollar amount. is exactly what Rav said. So let me tell you to Shmuel. to Shmuel. It seems like that rejects Shmuel. So Shmuel says, the Bright is a very unique Ukimta, that there's 2,004 Amot from you until the place that you're identifying. And therefore, since it's beyond the 2,000 Amot, it's not going to work. Because if your spot was on the other side of the tree, and since you didn't say where it was, it could be the other side of the tree, then you're outside of Tchum, and you really have said nothing. If you identified a particular Arbamot, the, the front Arbamot, the one that is within 2000, Matsyazel, you can go. Vilo, if you didn't identify which Arbamot, it could even be the ones on the outside, and therefore you're outside. But that doesn't mean when it's closer than that, that if you don't specify the place, you've done nothing. That's Shmuel. Matsyazel. That's Rav's bright that supports Rav, and the, uh, the bright that supports Rav, and Shmuel's response. Now Shmuel had a bright as a bright or there's a bright to support Shmuel. Ta'avi Let's say by accident you made an error in two different directions. Or he thought you're allowed to. He told his servants to go make an error. They went in two directions. You basically have Hamar Gamal. Meaning you can go south as far as the north one will allow you, and vice versa. And by the way, if they're both at the 2000 mark, you can't walk. If they put it in the middle, then you can't, they, I'm sorry, if, the, and if it really is that, then you can't move at all. So it sounds like uh, we apply Chamar Gamal. So So it sounds like a challenge to Rav. The answer is, Rav, we don't employ this often, but when we need to, Rav Tanahu Falik Rav has the status, because he was a Talmud of Rebbe, that he is a status of Tana, and therefore he could disagree with the Brighta. He could say, I disagree with that Brighta. And we don't apply Hamar Gamal, but basically, you've got no space at all. You've got Talat Amot and Lomar Klum at all. Okay, we're going to pick it up in the next podcast, 
and continue to analyze the this Mishnah Zion about identifying Shvita under the tree, and then continue with the analysis of the rest of the Mishnah that were included in that collection in the next podcast. In the meantime, we should have a wonderful day.